And we're good. Welcome to the Coach Cameron Podcast, episode 743. I'm banned from YouTube. Yay. Uh, a soccer dad punches a kid. Jack and Jet Battle. And Keatley's in studio. But first, we have a sponsor. Looking to boost your business leads and sales with expert marketing automation? Botsguy.com has you covered. They specialize in automating social media, email, SMS, and website tasks so you can focus on growth. Say goodbye to manual tasks and hello to increase efficiency, customer engagement, and revenue growth. Check out Botsguy.com now to learn more. I got banned from YouTube, and uh, so we're not on YouTube. We're on Facebook Live and Twitter. Uh, I'm banned for two weeks. This is the second time... Well, I'm I'm not banned banned, but I'm working on that. Um, I'm on I'm on my second strike, so I'm just in timeout for two weeks, and that's awesome. So I got this email. Uh, Jack, do you have that email? Yeah. Uh, so it says YouTube removed your content. So it says, "Hi, Coach Cameron, Soccer Podcast. Our team has reviewed your content, and unfortunately, we think it violates our violent or graphic content policy. Where uh, we've removed the following content from YouTube. Watch out for this one." <laughs> so they they also they go on saying, "Wow, we know this is disappointing, but it's important to us that YouTube is a safe place for all of us, you, me, and everybody. So YouTube is now safer." Because I'm not on there. Comment. Let me know. Do you want to see the video? Let us know. You don't even have a choice. Absolutely. We're going to show you the video shortly. In a second. I think. Right, so the, the email continues and says this. How this affects your channel. Your channel is now, now has two strikes. Both violent content by me. Uh, you won't be able to do things like upload, post, live stream for two weeks. That's why we're on Facebook Live, Twitter, and working on Rumble. We'll talk about that in a second. What to do next? We want to help you stay on YouTube. So please make sure you follow the guidelines. Review your content with our policy in mind. Just always be thinking about YouTube and safety. And we understand strikes will exp uh, Oh No, it says understand that this strike will expire in 90 days. And that deleting the content will not remove the strike. Ooh. Uh, remember, if your channel has been restricted for using YouTube features, blah, blah, blah. I, I don't care. Anyways, like this on Facebook. Hit, hit the thumbs up a bunch right now. And we're going to show you the YouTube video. All right, let's just take a look. This is what's violent. So, hey, put the children away. Play it, Jack. <laughs> Wait a minute. What is this? Are you kidding? Play more, play more by that was legit. So we'll be playing that repeatedly through this whole podcast because that's how we roll here. So um, I appealed it. And um, I said, no, this is not violent. This is beautiful. And uh, this is their response. Hi, Coach Cameron Soccer Podcast. We've reviewed reviewed your appeal on the following. Watch out for this one. We reviewed your content carefully and we confirmed that it violates our violent or graphic content policy. We know this probably disappoints you, but it's, it's our job to make sure YouTube is a safe place for all. So that's awesome. Um, so my appeal got denied. I'm on my second strike. One more strike and I'm banned from YouTube permanently and I'll be back on YouTube. YouTube next Sunday, 8 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, to see if I can get my third strike. 
my goal is to get removed. Having said that, I need you guys all do me a favor. I need you guys to get rumble.com, go to rumble.com and uh, get an account there and find me. It's easy to find. Just go look for Coach Cameron or Coach Cameron Soccer, but I actually have the name Coach Cameron. So it's rumble.com forward slash Coach Cameron. Go there. You can see El Rojo's, um, you can see his videos, uh, his highlight, his highlight videos. That's like a hundred plus views on Rumble. Uh, I only have one person that's following me. And yeah, I need five followers in order for me to live stream from Rumble because I want to live stream every Sunday, 8 p.m. Mountain Standard Time and uh, do it on Rumble. And YouTube, I want to do YouTube too because the goal is can I get banned? Comment, let me know. Do you think I can pull the ban off by getting my third strike in 90 days? I'm going to try. I'm going to do what, do what I can to uh, get off the channel effectively. I get removed. Uh, El Rojo is with us. What's up, El Rojo? What's up? Uh, <laughs> so, Jack, you're, uh, you're now playing for uh, CCV. Yes, I am. And you're going to be um, playing in Denver? Denver, coming up. Yes. What what's going on there? Uh we have like nationals or regionals, one of those. Okay. One of those. I think it's nationals. Um yeah. And uh we're we're going to Bainbridge um pretty soon. So um we leave next week. Yes, we do. So Bainbridge is beautiful. So beautiful. Uh El Rojo actually did a, a skit for us. Uh uh what what's the skit called? Soccer away, El Rojo final. Yeah, let's play that video. This is beautiful. Don't cry. Have you seen this? <laughs> oh, well <no>. done! <laughs> well done! Yeah, that 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 was a that was great. That's a tearjerker, <laughs> El Rojo. Good job saving saving the ball. You you excited about going back? Uh, yeah. And we're gonna you're we're supposed to run you like a lot. So when yeah, you go to I, nationals, you're fit. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that's cool. Um. Yeah. And uh, Keely, welcome back to the show. How many times have you been on my podcast? When I was in high school, or not high school, when I coached with you in high school a ton. I haven't been back since. Nationals. Uh, we used to do the Millennium Recap. Yeah, that, that was, was 2019. Was, was it when we did a series of them? We did a, a Millennium Report. Yeah, it was the year that we went to championship. Yeah, we won. We had all those fun ones in a row. We won region. We yeah. won the Arizona Showcase. We won the. What was that? What was that one? classic Coyote Classic? No. no, it wasn't Centennial. Verde? No. It was right down the road. I can see Copper Canyon. Copper Sky. Copper, copper we sky. won a tournament. We won that tournament too. It was like back-to-back weeks. And then uh, we ended up going to the state final and, and losing to Campo Verde 1-0. So yep. it was a fun, fun year. That was a very fun year. One of the most 
memorable years of coaching for me. Um, Kiana was a freshman. Or oh, senior, yeah. I mean, Kiana, Megan, Aaliyah. Yeah, so Kiana, she's guys. playing at San Jose State. She won a national title yeah. at Phoenix College uh, with you. Yeah. And then Megan Kirker just played in the Neon League. And we're not allowed to talk about that too much because that's like a reality show and it's yeah. going to come up uh, soon, come out soon, hopefully by okay. ESPN. That'll be awesome. I don't know. She's on a reality show. And, um, yeah, and who else was on that team? We had a lot. I'm trying to think. Mia Figueroa was a freshman. Yeah. That's the crazy part. Mia was a freshman. Yeah, um, we, we had a we had a lot of good stacked. players. That oh. team was stacked. That was fun. Was Mar- Dakota? No, Dakota no. graduated the year before. Yeah, before the transformation. Yeah, it was that's sad. Right, that's right. Anyways, um, so we we already played the YouTube. I've been uh, banned. So I, I, for the ones that are just joining us, I'm banned from YouTube uh, for two weeks. So we're going to show you that video once again. Play it, Jack. I'll do it. <laughs> Wait a minute. What is this? Are you kidding? Play more. Play and that's why I'm banned because that content is dangerous. So dangerous that we're going to show you another dangerous video. We're going to talk about everything about Keely shortly. But uh, a, a soccer dad punches uh, a kid from behind. Show that one, Jack. All ball first. Oh, yeah. This is, yeah, my bad. This is our segment of all ball. Uh, working right now. What happened? Oh, know. come I'll, on, Jack. I'll get it. No, it's, you can't have it highlighted. Hold on. We're going to get this it's right. It's not highlighted. Look, where? I'm going to try it right now. Where? See? Stop See? that. What do you want me to do? Grab that? it. You can do it. I'll grab it right you now. You got it, El Rojo. Oh, my God. You gosh. got it. I think it's just this. Can one. you put Hold any on. videos in? Just, oh, no. Oh. So the, the sucker punch is coming soon. Jack's having v- big time issues. It's sad. <laughs> oh my gosh! Don't oh, Jackie just boy. Jackie pull it all boy. away. You can do oh, it. There, jeez. All right, that's our all ball intro. So, anyways, his dad's gonna punch this kid in the back of the head. I'm hopeful the video will go in. What is happening? You can do it. Stop moving the cursor. Checking. He runs up. The guy in the red. You know what that reminds me of? What? When you got punched. Oh, yeah. I was going oh, yeah. to say, when Dave I got for... punched in the back of the head. It... Yeah, well, yeah. You can find that on YouTube. That's bad. That's not banned. So <laughs> I, I got punched in the back of the head. Uh, the Phoenix, in Tucson, right? Yeah, in Tucson. Phoenix College versus Pima in the yeah. championship game. A, a dad wearing blue. Dodgers outfit. Yep. Uh, yeah, he came and punched me. But that has, uh, I think, 30,000 views on um, YouTube. I probably watched it 100 times of those 30,000. Yeah, so you can watch <laughs> me get my head get smacked. But that's available, but my content's not available. Thanks a lot, YouTube. Guys, oh my, I still don't understand why I got banned. Anyways, having said that, follow me on Rumble.com. Go to Rumble.com, uh, become a player in there and find me coach Cameron and uh, follow me so I can live stream from there. Cause I have one only have one follower. It's a, it's a work in progress. So yeah. Um, yeah. That's it. As far as that, we'll, we'll do a Jack and jet battle shortly, but Keely. So yeah, you're Keely's 
started coaching at Phoenix College, then Millennium, yep. then Ottawa, got a job at FIU in Florida, but yep. then the coach got fired, so she didn't even get there. Uh, almost got there. And when was that? That was right that was before COVID. COVID. No, oh, it was, it was during? during COVID. I interviewed during COVID. It was 2020. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. And then they fired her. And then they fired her. Oh, well, and then stayed with us another year at Millennium. Yeah, they stayed with, yep, you guys. I stayed with Ottawa for another year. Um, that's when I went to Phoenix was in the spring. So that's mm-hmm. when COVID pushed us and ended up at Yavapai right after that. Yeah. And now you're full time at Yavapai with yep. Rosie, yep. who I love. She's amazing. She doesn't love me. She's still she not my you. Facebook she friend. <laughs> She's not my Facebook yeah. friend either. What? She's not on Facebook. Rosie. I know. I know. Let us be your friend. Let us be She's your friend. She's too cool for us. She is too cool. <laughs> but, uh, okay, so you're at, at Yavapai. Um, that, that's my enemy. As a kid, we battled uh, the Rough Riders. Mm-hmm. You and, know, so we were in a department meeting a couple weeks ago, and we were talking about um, – different things and I talked about how it was my sophomore so it's 2014 that we are up at Yavapai playing in semis and <gasps> Sergio gets hurt in the box Yabin takes it boom goal and we all jump the fence <laughs> yeah but Ken Lindley you were talking about this in a staff meeting I was talking about this in the staff oh my meeting. gosh because huh. I was talking about how great this conference is you know yeah I, you know I played in it coached in it and I was like if that ever happened to me as a coach yeah I'll lose my mind <laughs> oh my gosh so for the ones that don't know that Yavapai is an historic program on on the men's side. It's been around forever, seven national titles. Mike Panaleone, the, the winningest soccer coach in, in U.S. history, you know, at the NJCAA legend. level. Big-time legend. And we, in 2013, uh, we won conference, and we were playing Yavapai in the final. And we were better, but we had, like, yep. four starters out. We ended up losing penalty kicks. We lost. We were better. Crazy game. 2014, Yavapai is way better. and Well, not way better, but they're better. Undefeated, number one in the country, yep. hosting nationals. And we went up there and smacked them in the face and won. In that, overtime. In overtime. Oh, my gosh. We hopped the fence. I remember all of us on Ken Lindley. We were losing it. And I was like, if that ever happens to us. Uh, <laughs> it, it, what was amazing Crazy. about it was like – we can never take out Yavapai. It was just like yeah. when it mattered, could never do it. And I remember we're up one zero or we're up one they, yeah. and they took the goal away. Yeah. We scored again to make it one zero with under two minutes left. Yavapai scores Yavapai it. scores. And all the guys are heads are down. You just, you just can't beat this team. They always find a way to win. And I gave like one of the best speeches I've ever given. I don't even know what I said. Basically I said, I was just like, and I felt it too. I said, I promise you, we're going to win this game. Yeah. I guarantee it. I'll quit. Co- I said something crazy like, I'll quit coach if we don't. I'm so glad. <laughs> I said like, I'm so glad they score, scored because I want to take, I want to take their hearts away twice. You did. And then we you scored did. right away in overtime. It was awesome. Man, it was amazing. Well, those poor boys probably had flashbacks from 2013 because y'all were winning in 13 too. And I think what there's 30 seconds left and. They, yeah, scored, they scored, tied it up, right? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That was devastating. So That was at Rose Mofford. Yeah. So oh, our not, non-Arizona fans, when we played Yavapai back in the day, it was like our whole stadium's full. Yeah. You know, we, would, we, we played Yavapai 
in front of 3,900 yeah. fans. I mean, that's kind of all we can hold. But yeah, it was crazy. But after we beat them, then we beat them three years consecutively yeah. in the playoffs at their place. And it was just like, it's not a problem. It's a crazy, craziest thing. Once you accomplish something, yep. it's like, okay, next. They bought in. Yeah, it was it was nuts. What what a, a cool rivalry we had. Uh, and hopefully, uh, I hear rumors Mike Pellion might be coming back. Come back, Mike. I, I need I need you back in this conference. Elevate it. That's what we need. But okay. Keely. But Dave. Yeah, we're getting text. What's this say? Dave, can we borrow the gym? No. <laughs> the answer is no, Alex. <laughs> Can we borrow the gym? No. Can we no. borrow the gym? No. It's, it's, basketball has it. Anyways, um, I love uh, people that text me during my podcast, meaning they're not watching. So it's definitely a no. Keely, all right, so you, you've coached all over the place. Right. Um, I really want to talk about, you know, kind of your experience in it. So how did kind of start um, when you first kind of, you're like an assistant coach, like you're still an assistant coach. Right. Everywhere you go, other than club, um, which, you know, you're not doing much anymore of that because you're a no. full-time college. <laughs> but um, uh, tell me a little bit about your experience of being a young coach, um, trying to get your feet wet into the coaching world that's dominated heavily by men. You know, Chris Sagar really threw me into the fire with that one. Um, so when I first started coaching, it was in 2017. I was 21, never coached before. And Chris calls me the Sunday before preseason starts. And you might remember this, but Chris goes, hey, how you doing? Are you excited for tomorrow? I'm like, yeah, this is awesome. And he goes, awesome. I'm on my way to Trinidad. You're on your own. <laughs> <laughs> I went, what? And I ran the first couple of weeks of preseason all by myself. Um, I think you were there with me. Paul Allen ran the weight room. Um, but other than that, I was by myself with those girls. And it was wild. But it was a ton of fun. Um, as far as in a male-dominated sport as we are, I really haven't had that many problems recently. I know when I was a younger coach, um, there was more of an issue of like just inappropriate, right? I was young. I was fun. I was super passionate about the sport outgoing. And that would almost take like an inappropriate turn with certain coaches. How and I'm going to say, right. I'm gonna say so what do you mean by that? Like when you're interacting with coaches of clubs or colleagues? Like not colleagues. I would never oh. say colleagues. I've never had that issue with like any of the Arizona coaches. Um, it'd be more I, I, like as di this is going to be kind of disrespectful, but it's like the lower level coaches, club and college, kind uh, of the ones that just didn't like, care really about their image or their sport. Like they almost are e super egotistical. I'm like that was so a maybe like ID camps and stuff where you're like yeah, networking. Or, yeah. Anytime I was networking. So anytime oh. we were at the bars networking or, you know, the social functions right after tournaments, like it would turn to that and you'd be like, no, I'm here to network. That's yeah. what it's supposed to be. Yeah, you're supposed to yeah, meet yeah. people and, and help, you know, network so you can help each other out. Yeah, absolutely. And like I said, out here, I have not had that issue. And honestly, most of, every single job I've gotten besides Yavapai has been, thankfully because of male coaches that have taken the steps to believe in me and have taken me under their wing, like you, Skelly Keller, um, Mario Felix, who was with Westmont for a little bit. And he's the one that actually got me the FIU job. Oh, wow. And then you're the reason that I got Ottawa with Skelly. And then um, I don't know if you remember that, but you took me to Paradise Valley. We were watching Paradise Valley play Chandler Gilbert. And this was when in 17, when we were undefeated. We were going to play the winner of that in semis. Mm. And we sat next to Don Keller. 
and I talked to Don the whole entire time. We went to the championship. I saw Don in the stands, you know, gave him a wave, said, what up, man? Uh, I met Skelly at that tournament that we can't figure out what it was. Copper, oh, copper yeah, I don't know. But you they, remember they Skelly? stopped doing it, but yeah. I remember you it remember? was up at that high school. Yeah, and so Skelly walked up at that high school, and I remember looking at him and be like, hi. <laughs> oh, Alex is watching. Thanks, Alex. But, and the gym's not available. Um, oh, basketball uses it. So I'm sorry. We lost our gym because of basketball, too. Yeah, basketball. Basketball. There's too many gyms. Um, so you, you get, you went to Ottawa, mm -hmm. you got your, uh, you're able to graduate school there. Yep. So you're able to get your master's. Where'd you play? You would play there at Phoenix college so, and yep. then you transferred where? So two years here at Phoenix college and then two years at an NAIA in Kansas called Southwestern. It's in Winfield, Kansas. How was that? It was fun. It was fun. I mean, we weren't, I'd say we were average. Like, we didn't make playoffs. The two years I was there, we didn't make playoffs, and we were all right. But I, I, had, I, I remember, great... I, we talked about this other podcast before. I remember mm -hmm. when you scored a goal. Because you were a yeah. center back, yeah. and um, you scored a goal. And I remember you jumped up, your knees were all the way to your <laughs> chest, and you spun 180 or so. Because I almost had, like, tears of joy. I'm like, oh, my gosh, you scored a goal. Oh my it was God. like a corner kick or something. Yeah, it was but, off a corner. My my teammate hit it first. I was playing like six or something, and I was up there. I don't even know why I was up there in the <laughs> box. But she hit the crossbar, and it came back to me, and I think I just didn't hit it, and I was so excited. I jumped two feet in the air. I got made fun of for like two weeks. Like, it was almost not worth scoring. Oh, uh, I wish <laughs> I, I put that. I, I wish I remembered this before that. Uh, I would have had it. Oh, I don't podcast. know where it is. So Your glad. dad posts on Facebook. I could easily find it. <sighs> So I didn't go tell him to delete it. Oh, that was well, horrible. Well, if your if your father is watching, comment Ooh. with the link, and Ooh. we'll play that video right here. So find it by the end of the show. Take it easy, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> it was a a great video. Um, so you know, getting into the the whole coaching world, and you're kind of like trying to find your place. You know, you're getting these part time jobs. You're into club, uh, very busy. Uh, trying to navigate your way and you finally found a, a, a full-time home at Yavapai and uh, kind of tell us uh, your experience there you've been there now two years going into my third season into your third season so t tell us a little bit about Yavapai and your and your um, time there with Rosie building a program from nothing yeah. it's it's super cool were, were you her first coach like were you yeah you and Rosie so first it, time this is kind of fun yeah so Carmen Esnall so talking about female coaches Carmen Esnall is the reason I'm at Yavapai um before we went to national she texted me said hey would you have any interest in talking to the Yavapai coach and if you would have told me when I was at Phoenix a couple years ago that I was going to be coaching at Yavapai someday I'd have been like no <laughs> no shot right yeah. well you you so for the ones that don't know Keely won a national title here um with the uh, the first national championship yeah. one for division two, cause that's when they yeah. transitioned and that was a cool experience. We'll talk about that in a little bit. And then, and then after that, you guys went to nationals again. I didn't go. Oh, you didn't go. Time. Second no, time Lydia you were at Yavapai. Okay. So you yep. went nationals, then you go to Yavapai. Yep. Okay. And I had talked to Rosie right before that. And I had talked to Chris and that was kind of the plan before we went to nationals, but got to experience that with Phoenix, which was awesome. But so Carmen texts me, it's like six o'clock at night. It was like, hey, would you have any interest in talking to the Avapai coach? And I'm like, you know, yeah, absolutely. 
Rosie called me at eight o'clock at night. And we talked on the phone for about two hours, um, immediately hit it off. Like, I was like, okay, I really like her. I think we're going to get along. Um, going into my third season, we have yet to have an argument. We work really well together. She's probably one of my favorite people. Um, no arguments? None. We've had one. Okay, good. We've had one, but it was more of a who should go in. And I said a player, and she went, What? And I well, <laughs> you asked me. <laughs> I think arguments are good because even in a marriage, it's not good not to have arguments. Then, then it yeah. means uh, something different. So well, You know, we just go, we're able to talk things through. Like, and that's the thing is she gives me, hey, what do you think on this? And I'm like, hey, this is what I feel. This is what I think. And if she agrees, you know, there's been times that I've given input and she's been like, okay, yeah, let's do it. And she flies right in. And then there's times that I give input and she's like, mm, okay. She yeah. does her thing at the end of the day. It's yeah. She doesn't well, treat me like yeah, this, but it's her program. Yeah. And, and, I, and, the, and I was kind of related to marriage. Marriage yeah. is equal. <laughs> right. It's not equal. She's no, the head coach. You're sure. assisting. But I've so. never felt like that with her. Okay. Like, and I treat it like that too. Cause you know, I'm an, I, I know I'm an assistant coach, right? It's her program at the end of the day. She's the face of it. She's yeah. the one that gets good, bad. She's the one that gets shown. Yeah. Right. But I have never felt like I'm the assistant coach. Like I've always felt like it's been very equal between her and I, and she treats me like that. And as an assistant, your, your job is to support Absolutely. and elevate For uh, sure. the head coach because her success is your success. For sure. um, tell me a little bit about Rosie. So Rosie won't be Facebook friends with me. Um, <laughs> I like Rosie. I think, Oh shoot. Is that better? Dang it. There can, we go. I can hear you either way. It goes. It works. Because I scream. It works. <laughs> All right. This can be easier. I don't well, scream I'm anymore. I'm deaf in one ear, so it doesn't. Oh, that's true. <laughs> I know sign language. Um, so, Rosie, she uh, she comes from California, right? She does. Okay. She, from Sac State. Sac State. That's where she coached there. And then she ended up taking the Yavapai job. Yep. Um, I think Coach Cigar was a final candidate for that position. He was. He was. Yeah. Him and I had talked about that too. And I had just, when I had gotten this position before I had gotten it, I didn't mean, haven't even interviewed yet. And I went and talked to Chris, obviously just respect for Chris and told him a little bit. And him and I had that good conversation about it. Cause Chris is an alumni from Yavapai as well. For those that don't know. Um, so Chris was very supportive from the very beginning yeah. of that relationship. That's good. Mm -hmm. And, um, uh, Rosie, uh, so she's, um, She's been coaching for a long, long time. Long, long time. So she comes with a ton of experience. What What have you learned working with her? And have two female coaches on the same staff. Yeah. That's that's unique. No, oh, it's awesome. You know what? She's amazing at culture building. And she's amazing at all aspects of relationships. And I was kind of talking about this to Skelly the other day. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of people that we preach culture, right? Culture, um, positive vibes, family. And then we don't do anything with it. And Rosie, like we are to the whole two weeks of preseason, we're together the whole entire time. We have breakfast, lunch, dinner together. We're training together. We're having fun together. Like the first two years, I'm not sure what it's going to look like this year because we lost. Well, obviously, one of our sophomores graduated. But the first week, we always go to a cabin in Munns Park. And we're all in this tiny cabin together. There's 27 to 30 of us all together. And it's just a great time. And that's what Rosie, you know, she doesn't only preach it, but she does it. And then it's really fun watching, like, just her coaching because it's so different from the way you have always coached. Because, I mean, for those that don't know, I played for Dave my whole oh, life. Yeah. My whole life. Oh, it, 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 it segue a little bit on that. Yeah. So, no, 
just remind, finish with okay. your thought and let's come back to that because your mom was crying, but let's go. <laughs> I remember that. she's going to sit here and go, I wasn't crying. <laughs> but anyways, um, so the way Dave coaches, the way Dave trained us growing up is so different from the way Chris Agar coached us, from the way that Joe coached us to Skelly, how Skelly trains. Um, she's very relationship relational. So even when we do rondos, right, the the center backs are with the outside backs and the six might be in there as well. The eights and the tens are together with the wings. The wings are with the nines. You know, the right. goalkeepers are usually with me, but if the goalkeepers are playing, they're with the center backs. And it's very methodical the way we do things and it's building that relationship. So if I'm a center back and my outside backs are my two wide players in the rondo, like I get used to them being there. Yeah. So I know if Samantha is my outside back and in the rondo, I see Samantha there. When I'm in a game situation, I see Samantha there, and it's it's just natural. And I haven't seen that from any other coach. Yeah. And so from a soccer perspective, she's very methodical. She's very – she like, we'll be sitting in the office, and we have practice at 1, and it's 12.50, and I'm like, we, we got to go. Rosie's like, yeah, 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 but this is – and I'm like, okay. <laughs> she she, plan, she she thinks oh, of – Oh, yeah, everything. She's awesome. Yeah, that, that's, that's very good. Like – for me, um, I, the, everything you're saying, what Rosie does totally makes sense. And that's, mm-hmm. I would love to be able to really pay attention to each player and how they get along and what yeah. positional and all that stuff, which you should do. But mine will be, my day is like, uh, I got to mow the lawn and uh, <laughs> water the grass and get in a fight with somebody. Maintenance. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And paint the lines or, you know, I, I'm doing everything but planning sessions when so. I describe you as like creative like we were always so creative with you and you allowed that for us like I remember just training set, and I don't remember a lot from club soccer like I really don't but I remember you blacked like, it out uh, probably <laughs> <laughs> but I remember doing like a lot of the moves and technical stuff and then we would put it into play and then we would just play and that was the best part about it yeah. we just got to play and it was creative and we never I don't I want to say we never got yelled at but it was very oh, rare. I, I was a crazy person. <laughs> the thing is, I, I know, but I don't remember as much as, uh, you know, the players would remember. But I'll, I remember the funny stuff. <laughs> what, like teeth popping like, out? or the teeth, you, you know what? That, that Actually, that's hilarious you say that because I do remember there was one game that you were yelling at us. I don't remember what we did. And your teeth popped out. And we were all 14 years old going... Like, trying so hard not to laugh, but at the same time, we were like, yeah, I I love how my teeth <laughs> having the ability to fall out. My mo- wife's always like, you need to get those screwed in. Um, no, it was so great. And <laughs> it keeps keeps me uh, where I'm supposed to be. It keeps Relieved perspective. Relieve the tension. Well, <laughs> if I scream too much and they do pop out, that means I said I said too much. But if they screwed in, I would never know. So uh, let's talk about your mother. Your mother um, cried horribly because yes, I, r- I robbed I did too. <laughs> their child and Keely cried. I, so Keely was playing on the 95 hammers, it, mm-hmm. but she was, she was, uh, when's was your birthday? August 3rd. Okay. So yeah. she has, you know, the August birthday, which um, she's up in a different um, class so it was this a lot of your class they had this the soccer change like now they're trying to do it like europe where it's your age january your one year yeah yeah and this was august one so it was the school year so i wanted keely to play at the 96s which was a better team it by was, the way it was. no it was offense a better decision. It was. and uh yeah and i had to deal with mom and keely and, and they're all crying and and but i joined i joined yeah 
Well, you had no choice. <laughs> Either that or I loved it. I what? Loved it. Anyways, it was a great decision because yep. we would train. Shoot. When I first had the 96s, we were training four or five, five days a week. Yeah, it was a lot. Five days a week, just dribbling nonstop. Those moves. Everything. Reverse step over all that, yeah. That that made me a better player. I remember yeah. just training five days a week. I became a completely different player. I was still pretty young, so I was like, "No, you were. You my had hair." Thirty, yeah. <laughs> I have hair, hair, just dude. not here. <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, I made I made her cry. Um, but uh, we're we're gonna take a small break because we have a Jack and Jet battle. We haven't done that in a while. So Jack, uh, uh, tell us a little bit about this video. What's happening here? What are you battling Jet on? I'm battling Jet on like a like a skill course and then we end up first one to hit crossbar okay so, yeah play I, the video I'll, I'll try to get first try Let's see how it happens here So does it look like I have a delay now? Yeah. Oh, man. Comment. Let us know. Are we delayed? That would suck. <laughs> so anyways, but our voices can be heard. That's all that matters, I guess. Can't tell. But anyways, if you like this content, like and subscribe at Rumble. Rumble.com for the ones that are just joining us. I've been banned from YouTube. Second time for showing a video like this. <laughs> yeah, you got to stay on it. No. Oh, man. Come on, well, Jack's going to try to put this video on. Wait a minute. What is this? Are you kidding? Play more by Mackin. And that's why I was banned from YouTube for that video. I did protest, and they came back and said, no, to protect the people from the horrors of that video, we're banning you for two weeks. That's why I'm not on YouTube. So go to rumble.com. Find me. It's I'm rumble. Uh, just go rumble.com search coach Cameron. You'll find me. That's my username. And, uh, please, uh, what is it over there? Like it and follow, follow it, I need, I have one follower now. I need five to live stream from there. So I don't get knocked off by YouTube again. That's ridiculous. Anyways, back to Keely's with us. So, uh, Keely, if you could give any advice to a young female coach uh, thinking about getting into the college game and or making it a career, what what advice would you give to her? Jump in and grind. 
I mean, there, so there's a high demand for female coaches. And this kind of goes back to the male dominated question that we were just talking about. Um, I feel like that's starting to change because there's such a high demand for female coaches, just a high demand for females on an all female team. I mean, I don't know if you saw the news article. It was like last week, the bowling coach. Do you see that? Oh, it's like I, FCA or FFSA, something like that. Some bad happened. You know, right? something bad happened. Yeah. Um, male coach got with a female player. Oh, that's yeah. right. And, and they wife, were nationals. His wife was the head coach, and his wife was the <gasps> head coach. Yeah. And I'm not saying I'm not saying that's everywhere, but you obviously want a female that can help protect that, right? Like just Jeez. how that's scary. Well, and think about like. The male coaches that, like, you and I have talked about this enough times at Millennium, like, never be alone with females. Or not, and I don't mean that in a bad way, like, don't trust females, don't do that, but you never, you never know what happens, right? Right. You never want to be put in a situation where that could come out. And you don't even want the image of it. No, 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 right? So having a female, whether it's the assistant head coach with a team of women is very important, and it's important for them, too, just so they feel protected and they can feel heard and you know, have someone that has that, that voice that's very similar to theirs. Um, but like I said, I would just jump in, jump in and grind. It's worth it. Um, like I said, there's so many positions available. I was a grad assistant for a while before I was the grad assistant. I had to volunteer for a year and I'm glad I did. You know, I got to sit under Skelly and Brian for a year. I got to sit under you for half a year. Cause I was with you at millennium. I got to coach club and it is a grind. Like yeah. you're working your butt off. I remember, with Ottawa, it was 6 a.m. is when we trained. And then if, you know, before Millennium, if we weren't, we were in California half the time. We were either training. We had stuff to do in the office. As soon as high school started, I was 6 a.m. Ottawa. I was at Millennium at, like, what, 1.30? And yeah. then I had three club teams at one point because I was the DOC. Oh, you're on yeah. no sleep. Yeah, I mean, I did. I missed out on so many things, like just family stuff and how how many stuff just games too like missing club games because I was with either you guys or I was with Ottawa but it was worth it and there's so many opportunities for females there's so many opportunities whether it's club college high school you just got to go out and find them and then on, just dive in and accept that hey this might be a grind for a little bit but at some point it's going to come yeah. It's going to come to you. So it was a, a grind for you mainly because you weren't making enough money. You're like part-time everywhere, but you finally got a full-time job. Uh, yep. Yavapai. I mean, you got one at FIU, but right. of course the coach was like, go. But, um, I couldn't say no either. That was a big thing too. What's that? I couldn't say no. Yeah. Like, it's like uh, coaching club. Like, you know, I, t I had two teams. I had 2005 girls. I had 2006 girls. And they ultimately, the coaching director at the time was kind of, it was, it was a weird situation. I'll just say it was a weird situation. And I lost my 2005s, and we ended up getting rid of that coaching director. I got asked to be the coaching director, and I was I should have been like, no, no, I'm too busy. And said, I'm like, yeah, sure. And it was, ended up being a great opportunity for me, but it was little things like that that I just couldn't. Like, yeah. oh, no, I, this is too much. Or If the – now that you're you're just doing the one job, you're not doing yeah. club, you're just no. doing Yavapai um, – how much of a difference is it from Huge. just doing focusing on college versus being pulled many other directions with Ridiculous. other huge. teams? So huge. It's insane. Just the time that I have, and even just working with Rosie, like a head coach like Rosie, um, I have more time to go hang out with my family. I don't miss as many functions. Um, you know, 
even with her, like she has a son that's he's a freshman. He's going into his sophomore year of high school. And she'll be like, hey, um, you know, Roman has a game tonight. I need to leave it too. And I'm like, dude, go do your thing. Like, go. And she drives him down to Anthem every other week. That's where he plays club. He plays at Rising in Anthem. And so she'll have to leave on Wednesday right after practice, as soon as practice is over. And I'm like, girl, go do it. Like, you have to do what you have to do. But it's my life has gotten so like not easier, but more focused. Yeah. More focused. And, and you can spend most of your energy yeah. with the, the team that you have. Yeah. Speaking of that, uh, you, you touched on it a little bit about how Rosie does things. Mm-hmm. Um, how important is team culture? And um, what do you see, especially on the, the female side? Uh, how much does it matter uh, for those teams that? have that uh, team culture and, and how do you develop a team culture that makes sense? I think it's ridiculously important and you see it with most championship teams, right? And the best I can kind of show is like, we all watched it with uh, women's basketball, women's college basketball with LSU, right? Do you, mm. do you ever, did you watch any of those? Like definitely heard about it because of all the, Oh uh, yeah. With Angel Reese. Yeah. She's awesome. But you see like the culture of LSU women's basketball, and it was awesome, right? They all enjoyed each other. They all liked each other. And that's where championship teams come from. Even our Phoenix College champion, both of teams, right? You see the culture. They loved each other. They got along. Um, I always say winning, like winning's a by- byproduct of everything that you do, right? So you can't just sit here and focus on, I want to win. I want to win. I want to do this. Like it, it doesn't work that way. The girls, especially with women, Right. They need to feel one. And this isn't all women. Right. Like, I don't want to generalize it, but they need to feel like they're included in something and they need to feel that they're important. And it doesn't matter if you're the starting goalkeeper or you're the fifth string forward. Like, you want to feel like you're included. I'm an important part of this process. And so I'd say culture is just it's a huge piece of it. And it's what drives ultimately what you want out of your team. So. The um, 2019, when you're coaching with me at Millennium, yeah. it, that had to be a culture shock for you entering into that, the way we kind of led yeah. that year. And it was very different. Very. It was all kumbaya team building yeah. the entire season. I remember, so, and we had talented kids. We did, but, but you're I, right. I don't remember doing one tactical thing it was fun yeah it was no, fun no that team was different and you're always going to have teams that are just different from others too like that 2017 team i had from phoenix was different and they were even different from the national championship team but they were different in a completely weird way and you already know i'm not going to talk about it on here but like you remember that situation that happened in 17 mm. and just how they rose above it and they were like you know what this happened it is what it is let's go to nationals and let's win. And we lost in semis two to one. Yeah. You know, but that was, it was Stephanie Barreras as a keeper. Barreras, she, yep. She's in town. Is she? Yeah. She'll, she'll, she's awesome. Yeah. She's, she's doing great. goalkeeping with Carmen. I think awesome. she leaves this week. Cool. Good for her, but she's amazing. Yeah. She's at, uh, Tuzos. Tuzos. Yep. And she goes back hoping to get on that Mexican national team. She needs one to, more time. Man. She's, She's a game changer. Yeah. She was such a game changer for us. Do you know you played against her in club? Did I? Yeah. She that played sucks. she <laughs> played on she played on Sereno. Remember that of course. remember that tournament? Mm-hmm. Um where we're playing the Sereno tournament 
it was back in the, this is the whole like pay to play garbage. So Sereno 96 is, was the top team in the state, but you couldn't get a game with them right. because they, they were, they were too good were to play the Arizona good. teams. They're that just too good. good. And I'm like, I want to play them. Yep. And, uh, we, they wanted us in their tournament. I'm like, we're not doing your tournament unless we get to play the 96. Oh, no, no, you can't play. They're playing up an age group. I'm like, no, I'm not going to your tournament. Yep. They're like, okay, fine. And they made us play back to back. So we had to play TSA, yep. who, who hasn't dirty. lost a game. Yeah. So dirty. Hasn't lost a game yeah. to an Arizona team in like three years. And so we played that, got smashed like, I think, 5 0, but we ended up yeah. beating them later. And when they, it mattered is yeah. when we beat them. But then we get, then we had to play Sereno back to back. Yep. So well, I'm like, I'll take it. Just wanted the game, and we ended up um, losing two zero. Yeah, it wasn't bad. It wasn't a bad game. But we got the game, and that's that's and that was a Stephanie Barreras, huh? St- Stephanie was the goalie. Dude, she was a game changer. Yeah. She changed everything in that 2017 team, and not that we were bad, but because we were good, we had Laura Figueroa. That's when um, what's her name? Ellie. I should know this because her sister scored the game winner in Nationals. Oh, um. Gonzalez? Gonzalez. Ellie Gonzalez. She had a ton of goals. She had like 38 goals. Dude, she went off her freshman year. She went off. She was fast. Yeah. And now she's a nurse. Is she? Killing it. That's awesome. Making the money. Go on, Ellie. And, um. That team was special. What what were we, how do we even get to this point? We're talking culture. We're talking about culture. Yeah. Well, back to that 2019 team. (laughs) So I remember we had talent. We didn't, we just had fun. We did team building nonstop. And that was the most fun group I've ever been around since. Yeah. And I remember going our first game against Sunny Slope and Sunny Slope was good. Mm -hmm. They're pressuring us all over the place. And we were unbelievable. Just moving the ball. Boom, 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 boom. Everywhere. We did the double dummy. Uh, play. Is that the one we scored off of? Yeah. We scored on that, We right? scored on it, and we didn't work on it. Yeah. You know, a, a they previous were... year, but they, they were so, like, you know what my together. Favorite, you know what my favorite memory from that 2019 group was? Um, when we played Paradise Valley. Oh. And, I mean, we were smoking them. We were killing them. And halftime, I know Coach wanted to cancel the game, and it was raining. It's just miserable for these poor girls. For these poor girls. And I, I don't remember who came up to me at halftime, but I was so annoyed because the ref was, I forgot what he was doing, but they're like, they're asking me questions and I'm like, yeah, 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 that's fine. Go ahead. And all of a sudden I turn and our team and Paradise Valley are in the middle of the field. They're in the half. They're all arms all around each other. Yeah. Doing a bro up Mm -hmm. and they're just all talking and singing. And I remember the ref was like, all right, we got to get the game going. So we go over, we're like, girls, we have to get going. And they, I remember Jordan Coombs looked at me and she goes, we're not done yet. She goes, we're introducing everybody. We're not done. And I was like, we're not done. We're in the middle of a game. Okay. Okay. And like, they took five more minutes. They introduced each other. And then we played music. You remember we played music for the rest of the game. And that was before the mercy rules. Oh yeah. And we just played for the last 40 minutes and just had music going. And I remember them doing the YMCA on the field and. Yeah. We destroyed them, but we did, we did it in, in a way that was appropriate. We we didn't do it to demean them. We were very respectful. We were kind, and we played the game the right way. You know, yeah. we weren't going through players or anything yeah. like that. We were just playing the game and the, and very kind. Yeah. And uh, we ended up scoring like a hundred and thirty six goals that year. 
And then we led the state in goals scored. And then next year they created the mercy rule. AIA is garbage. Jack's on on cue, but there you go. Thank you. The AIA is. Do you like my videos on Facebook? Do you see the one with your, all right, crazy Dave now, AIA. Oh my (laughs) gosh. Did you see that one? (laughs) No, I, I, I saw. That was when they put us on the East West field. Oh, oh my gosh. That was horrible. That was so bad. AIA is the worst. (laughs) Only because there's no one competing with.